0: Welcome to Finding the Beat, a place to discover your creativity, confidence, and passion. My name is Sable McDoolett, and this is the very, very first podcast episode. I gotta say, I was not planning on doing a podcast. This is just kind of an accident because I had three people who wanted to do an interview, but they weren't too keen on doing a written interview, which I don't blame them at all. Uh, so now I'm learning how to do podcasts and this is going to be interview number one with my amazing and radiant friend, Allie Emily. We are going to discuss Halloween, of course, the best holiday and her amazing epic party and all the skill sets that she uses in order to put that party together every year for her friends and family. Anyways, without further ado, I
1: give you Allie Emily.
0: Okay, we are officially recording. Thank you, uh, by the way, so much for doing this my very first audio interview and my test run. Mm-hmm. Welcome non existent podcast that doesn't have a name because it's not really a podcast and it just sort of happened. <laughs> uh, I guess I just wanted to start in the basics. Uh, why is Halloween your favorite holiday.
1: Uh, um, I don't think I used to like Halloween as much as I do now. I think I really started liking Halloween kind of later in high school and college. You know, I mean, most people don't like Halloween because they can't go trick or treating. Um, I just really enjoy uh, spooky things. I'm an avid uh, horror film buff, so I've seen a lot of horror films, and I really like decorating, and I like hosting events, and so like. Halloween is kind of a good mix of all of those things. I get to do spooky stuff. I get to, like, make a bunch of decorations. I can have people over. We can have candy. Uh, So I think Halloween kind of just became the thing that I I liked a lot.
0: I feel you there, minus the horror movies, because I (laughs) can't sleep for months after a mediocre horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a wimp. But no, I feel you there. Halloween's definitely, like, the most low-key holiday that I feel has the least social pressure and also has a lot of frivolity, which makes it super fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's one of those that you don't have to spend with family, so you can invite, like, whoever you want to your party. You don't have to worry about, like, oh, I have to invite my third aunt twice removed that I don't know, but uh, she has to come because she's family, you
0: know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I know these things, but everyone else listening probably doesn't know that not only are you an amazing dancer and a singer and an artist, you're also extremely good at household <laughs> projects, which like blew my mind when I found out about how amazing you were at all these things. So I guess I just want to kind of go into the, um, the household projects thing, because I feel like that's probably helped a lot with the decorating and the Halloween party that you're hosting.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so it is both helped and hindered. Uh, so we just got a new house. And so there's a lot of household projects. I have, I, I've done a lot of uh, like construction, reconstruction stuff through my family. My dad has a side business. So I've done it uh, growing up my whole life. But it definitely helps you kind of understand what you can and can't do if you don't want to destroy your house. And also it, it makes me very, very adapt with power tools, which is also very helpful whenever creating a lot of these decorations.
0: Oh yeah, I can only imagine. I only recently started learning how to do power tools last year. And even then I'm still like on a baby drill. I'm not even, on. <laughs> like, it's not even that big of a power tool.
1: We're uh, just now accumulating power tools because we just got the house. And before I was borrowing stuff from my dad all the time, because my dad has all of the tools. And now that we have our own house, it's like, okay, well, now we have to get a saw and we have to get, like, a drill. And we probably waited way too long to get that stuff, but we're now accumulating it. Oh, whatever. It's fine.
0: Like, you guys are, like, killing it as far as I can tell. She has shown me briefly some of the things she's created. Her and Eva. Eva, I'm sorry. Eva, you're good. I always put the pronunciation incorrectly on the first vowel. (laughs) have been working like for a month or
1: longer? Uh, It's been two months. I have uh, made a rule that if I can't make it in two months then it's not happening. Makes sense. For
0: two months on an epic Halloween party and I've just briefly seen some of it through some video but do you want to go ahead and just kind of describe what you're planning
1: this year? Yeah, so the last few years, we've had different themes for the Halloween party. This year's theme is a uh, circus theme, so it's it's circus bazaar. And so I've done the, the whole house up, or at least most of it, uh, as kind of like a carnival theme. We've got a ticket booth that I built outside with like half of a mannequin that I, I made out of a bunch of styrofoam, which is super creepy. The mannequin is probably the creepiest thing in the house. We have like the big clown mouth uh, for the entrance. And I created a a circus sign, like uh, one of those ones that are like bubble letters that have the lights in it. I built it out of cardboard and spray painted it and bought lights to put in it and stuff. So we have a sign that says Circus Bazaar. And then uh, I think one of the Definitely the thing that took the longest amount of time was I made the inside of the house look like a circus tent by taking red and white streamers, so there's just like the two-inch streamers, and hanging them from the ceiling, like eight white ones, and then eight red ones, eight white ones, eight red ones, down the whole entire living room, and it took me probably ten, like ten and a half hours to do. Oh my god. (laughs) So long. And by
0: the way, I'm talking to listeners at this point, there will be pictures included. So you won't just get the the audio description, but <laughs> visual representations as well. I was just so impressed by all the preparation and talent that went into this that I really wanted to talk to you and share it with people because it was amazing.
1: Well, I hope uh, to be able to invite more people next year. Uh, it's kind of larger than what we wanted this year, but I mean, you, you do what you can.
0: Right. And I know you said that you guys are going to be quarantining for the two weeks after
1: the party. Yes. So vast majority of the people who are attending the party work from home. I think there's only three people who don't. And uh, they, one of them's a janitor, a nighttime janitor. So he is like the only person who works there at, at that time. And uh, so all of us are, are going to be quarantining uh, and keeping to ourselves and not going out at all. For 14 days after the party. I mean, honestly, it sounds kind of worth it just to get some social interaction and have a good time with
0: friends.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Plus, it's such a good year. I mean, Halloween's on a Saturday. It's a full moon, and, like, the weather's supposed to be good. Oh, yeah. Blue moon.
0: It's, like, all the things. Mm -hmm. I found out this last year because I was, like, scheduling all the full moons in my calendar, and I caught it. I was, like, oh, my god. Halloween's on a Saturday and it's a full moon and it's the blue moon. What am I gonna do? I think
1: I think that hasn't happened since like the 1940s I think was the last time that happened. Oh my
0: gosh even more special
1: and then that was pre-pandemic where I was like yes this is
0: gonna be an amazing Halloween <laughs> <laughs> and then the pandemic <laughs> hit and I was like ah oh, damn <laughs> but anyways what was your favorite project like your art projects To support this party?
1: Uh, I think my favorite thing was making the clown mouth. Uh, It came with like its own difficulties. I didn't have the right tools to be able to cut it out precisely, so I actually uh, took it to my dad's work where he uh, he cut it out. But it was just really fun to to make it really creepy and uh, it's one of the ones that I feel like I got the most out of. Like, after making it and putting it up, I was like, wow, this is, this is really pulling it together.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I saw the picture and it, it did look really cool. <laughs> I also saw the, the mask that you made for Eva's costume and I thought that was pretty cool, but I have no, uh, yeah. no idea how you made it. Can you talk more about that?
1: Yeah, I hadn't mentioned any of the, the costumes yet. So uh, Ava is kind of an eldritch monstrosity and also a ringleader, and her outfit is amazing. I love it. We made a mask, uh, we, I, I mean me, <laughs> and what we did is we took uh, plaster tape, and it's essentially just kind of like drywall tape that already has plaster in it. You dip it in water and then lay it across like another mask or something face-shaped. Okay. And that, that kind of builds the shape of it, kind of like a weird papier-mâché. And then I took actual, like, paper clay, which is a very, very dense, like, papier-mâché material. And I molded the whole mask. And the way that it looks is, like, there's teeth on one side across, like, the jawline. And then everything else is just eyeballs. So it, there's, like, probably 16 eyeballs on the mask. And then we painted it to look really like, like skin. And it turned out really, really well. I'm I'm really excited for her costume.
0: Oh my gosh, it looks so cool. And
1: how long did that take? Oh man, uh, the mask, I would say, I mean, there's a lot of wait time because you have to let it dry. It probably took me seven hours to do the whole mask start to finish.
0: That's not like... Not as crazy as I expected, but still kind of a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm just curious, where did you pick up these skills? My whole family is very artsy. When I was in high school, I was in high school with both of my sisters as well. We're all very close in age. We all did art and theater, band and choir, or some combination of those. And it was kind of just like an upbringing. It was a way of life in our household. Like you you built things with my dad and you created uh, art with my mom and made music with the whole family. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, w- with me and my sisters being so close in age, uh, we're all within three years of each other. So my oldest sister is like three years older than me and then my middle sisters in the in-between. We were all in school together at the same time, so we all did all of the same stuff at the same time, which meant my parents were also very involved in it because all three of us were. So we were very, very close-knit and, and very much did like everything together. That's awesome. I'm an only
0: child and I had like no idea what it's like to have a sibling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good and bad, good and bad.
0: That's what I hear. I get a lot of people saying, do you want one of mine?
1: uh, I feel like well you can have both of mine and me you just joined my family okay adopted sister (laughs) I had another question oh yeah your costume what is I haven't heard what you're gonna be Ah yeah well I am doing a clown but my clown has three faces so I've made a three-face mask where it has like four eyes and then like the middle set of eyes is my actual face (laughs) And I got to make the, the like collar and handcuffs for, or the cufflinks or whatever you want to call them for the clown. And I made them out of, we had all of these coffee filters that we had bought right before we bought one of the reusable coffee filters. And we had no idea what we were going to use them for. And I was like, I can make that puffy collar that clowns wear out of them. And so that's what I did.
0: That's awesome. At first I thought you were going to say something like, oh I sewed it
1: together and I was like, oh my god, you know what i I will say uh, the worst craft for me is sewing. I'm not very good at sewing in the slightest. Are you saying hand sewing
0: or machine sewing?
1: So I'm really bad at machine sewing, but I can hand stitch like if I have like a small tear or I need to put a button on, I can do that but I, like, can't do a lot of stuff.
0: I'm a little jealous. I can't even do that. I'm pretty bad. If I get a hole in something, I end up just throwing it away. <laughs> no. It's really bad. I remember, this is kind of off topic, but I, see I gave some of my clothes to someone who had a niece who was 12 years old, and because I'm a tiny person, she's, like, the same size as me. Yeah. <laughs> so- <laughs> Uh, and her grandma got, like, this bag of clothes, and her favorite thing that I had given to them in the bag was this jacket, but the reason I gave it away was because there's this giant rip in the sleeve. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't want that anymore. I figured they would just throw it away, because I just gave them everything, and then they could sift through it. And yeah. And grandmother was like, oh, well, she loved it so much, so she fixed it and sewed it together, and I was like, man, I should have just... <laughs> I want the jacket back now. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah.
1: That. <laughs> My mom sews, and so I can like send stuff to her if I really need it fixed. But I don't enjoy sewing, and so I don't practice it at all. And so I, I'm still just really bad at it.
0: Oh, yeah, it's fine. I mean, you can do paper mache and clay and drawing and painting and <laughs> <laughs> you can hang floating shelves, and you can do plumbing and you can do.
1: Can you do? Yeah, a- yeah we don't need to add sewing to that. <laughs> Yeah, what about electric? Can you do electric? I can do minor electrical uh, because I'm so small. Uh, We're very similar size. I did a lot of the like running wires in the attic. I can put like light switches, light switches in and uh, outlets and stuff like that but I I don't generally do like major electrical stuff. Okay, makes sense.
0: I don't really have any other specific things to ask. We can just chit chat or if you want to talk more about the, the party and like what you guys plan to do on the
1: night? Oh yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I do have some like rules set up for the party. One of which is uh, I don't want anyone to arrive before 7 p.m. Because all of the decorations are meant to be seen at night. So like in the dark. And so I don't want people showing up early cause I don't want them like not getting the full experience of getting to see all of the decorations. Totally fair. Oh my
0: god! so is
1: some of it low in the dark? No, but there's like spotlights for for things. Like it's a, like circus ha- circuses have uh, spotlights and so I wanted to kind of like have the lighting set up to look like that as well. And then there's like the carnival sign that actually lights up and looks like a carnival. And we have like a fog machine and everything. And there's going to be music playing like creepy carnival music. Did you have to buy specific lights for the spotlight? So actually I just have, like I had a few of the little flashlights, you know, the ones that are like just handheld. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was gonna buy some lights for the spotlights, but then I ended up just using those and I was like, yeah, it works about the same and I can save money by not having to buy new lights. I mean, I can't imagine anybody
0: criticizing you on that point. (laughs) If they did, you shouldn't invite them to the
1: next party. Oh, yeah. If you criticize any of my decorations, then you're not invited next year. <laughs> oh, I, mean, I don't blame you. We also, we, we do serve like some snacks and we serve some punch and stuff. So one of the things I'm excited to do is we're making personal pumpkin pies, but they're going to be shaped like pumpkins and they're going to be like jack-o'-lanterns. I, I think that's going to be adorable. Yeah,
0: that's going to be pretty great.
1: Oh, I just remembered, we also, um, I forgot to mention, I carved some jack-o'-lanterns and then painted them to look like clowns, uh, which are really creepy. Uh, I also hand drew some circus posters that are hanging in the window, uh, and there's like fake blood on the window and everything like that. And then we also happened to have a uh, popcorn machine, like an old vintage popcorn machine my parents uh, had it for work and since the pandemic pandemic's going on they can't actually use it at work so they're letting me borrow it so we have this like vintage popcorn machine
0: gosh that's so cool is it working
1: too like you're gonna yeah oh that's so cool serving used it today and the only thing that happened was while it was rotating uh one of the screws came loose and so uh, i had to like find the screw in the popcorn and screw it back in (laughs) Oh, man. Are you, like, pre-popping popcorn for tomorrow? I mean, oh, yeah. For your Saturday. <laughs> that makes sense.
0: <laughs> Do you guys have
1: games planned? Yeah, we have uh, some uh, drinking games planned. Everyone who shows up is over 21. I may sound like I'm 12, but I'm actually 24, so don't worry. Um, fire here. Yeah, we have this big empty room in our house that we have plans to convert uh, to to an actually useful room. But that'll happen down the road. And so while it's empty, we want to play this game called Hit and Run, which is a really fun game that involves throwing ping pong balls at beer cans. And then you have to uh, like, after the ping pong ball ricochets, you have to um, find it and then tap the beer can and then the other. The other person on the other team is trying to drink their whole beer. So usually what happens is uh, that ping pong ball will fly behind a couch or something and someone will rip the couch away from the wall or like makes, hit something and it'll fall over. And so it's pretty notorious for breaking things. But uh, having the big empty room is kind of optimal for, for being able to play it. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: And I have to ask, are costumes required? And if they're not, they should be.
1: They're uh, not required, they're very much encouraged. And uh, this year, what I did for the invitations, uh, because I also hand make the, well, I don't hand make them, this year I designed them and then had them printed off at Office Depot. I made the invitations to look like uh, there was an accident at the circus and that they were looking to hire new people for the freak show. And so it had like a list of uh, open positions and I was like okay that's a really good opportunity to help people figure out what costumes they want to wear uh, that, that go along with the theme because like here is a list of things that you could do. That's awesome. <laughs> and then we had uh, the RSVP for actual like tickets so it's like circus tickets and you wrote down your name and if your act was a, a duo or if you were doing it uh, by yourself or if you couldn't make it. That's amazing. Uh, One of my friends who also does a pretty big Halloween party, although he doesn't make
0: the decorations like you do, he just has a huge collection of Halloween decorations Mm -hmm. in his basement that he pulls out every year, and they change up. But anyways, his role at his party is if you don't have a costume, we will
1: provide you one, and generally it's a super embarrassing costume. (laughs) Oh, well, um, I've actually talked to my friends about uh, potentially instead of making a new theme each year, just having one theme because uh, with creating all of the decorations in two months, you can only do so much and it would be nice to be able to accumulate some stuff. I still want to make it, but if if you do something new every year, there's very little that you could reuse.
0: Mm-hmm. Honestly, you need to like start getting some of your invitees to help out, be like, you know, <laughs> you are going to do this decoration, and you're going to have fun doing it. Eva
1: <laughs> helps uh, where she can. Uh, she helped me uh, carve the jack-o'-lanterns. She's not super crafty, but we have a 3D printer, uh, so she has helped me print off some uh, stuff that we've used for decorations, and that is actually excellent tool to have if you're making anything for, like, decorations, anything, that's kind of, at the very least, it has to be small, because it, it's a small platform, but you can do, like, high detail. That sounds really cool. How much was the 3D printer? The uh, 3D printer, we got it pretty cheap. It was, like, $320, I think, some somewhere in there. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, we got it in a deal, and we had talked about it for, like, six months. We were like, oh, should we get one? I don't know, but we also play D&D, so uh, eventually we're like, okay, we'll get the 3D printer. Oh, you can pre- create your own, like, custom figurines? Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: okay, off topic, I don't care. <laughs> I bought a box of, like, 98 figurines. Wow. Like 20 bucks for the whole box. They're not expensive. They're pretty cheap, Mm-hmm. the game that we're going to play here in
1: a couple weeks. And for those who don't know, Sable is setting up to be a first-time DM, and so am I. I will be uh, DMing my first game in November, or not November, December. I still have a month. Oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. it's in November too, in a
0: couple weeks. Woo. <laughs> I, I'm actually super excited. It's just, uh, I'm making sure I know the rules. Oh, yeah, it's
1: it's nerve-wracking, that's for sure.
0: I must make this fun for everyone, <laughs> is the the concept. Anyways, I am going to say that next year, if you need a volunteer to help out with anything, not only am I interested, even though I don't know nearly as many crafty things as you, <laughs> I'm down for learning.
1: Absolutely, I will totally take volunteers.
0: But you have to, uh, I'll, I'll remind you, because you'll be talking about it, I'll be like, oh my god. I need help. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do. I talk about it like two months in advance. So there's a lot of opportunity to remind me.
0: <laughs> oh, plus I have to see your new house. Cause uh, based on the pictures, it looks pretty freaking amazing.
1: It is. It's beautiful and wonderful.
0: And I love it. <sighs> That's so exciting. First my homeowner, amazing party thrower. Gosh. <laughs> also for everyone listening, she, Allie is my coworker and she works in an IT capacity where we work. Mm-hmm. how would you describe your role? It's kind of, I know we're not officially IT, but
1: yeah, we're kind of a, a, a nice little mix of, of both IT and I wouldn't really say business analyst, but we do have a lot more of the business knowledge than most IT people do.
0: Right. I'm just like saying that because juxtaposition, I can't talk putting that next to uh, all of the artsy things that you can do. I feel like it just surprises people when they meet someone with that wide of a range
1: of interests. Yeah, I think I uh, got a lot of it just from uh, having, having the very close-knit family that I had. Uh, we we kind of tried everything with each other. So we got a taste of, of everything because everybody tried something. Makes sense.
0: I know everyone was super surprised every time I would be like, oh, I started off as a double major in music and math. And they're like, why? (laughs) I understand. I almost did music and math. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, I did not finish with my major in music. That dropped off to a minor because I wanted to graduate in four years and the curriculum literally had no overlap. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So uh, I... Still only a math major with that minor in music, but hey, I started off double majoring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did actually get a double major, but it's math and econ, and they had so much overlap, so it was very easy to do in four years, and I very, very nearly got a minor in art. I needed to take like one more art class to to minor in it, but I was like, I'm not going to do that to myself. I'm not going to take that many credit hours
0: right yeah i was killing myself near the end with like i don't even remember too many credit hours and i still <laughs> was not going to graduate in four years
1: and i was like okay <laughs> this isn't happening but, well still um i like that you uh continued doing music even after uh college i after high school music was like a huge part of my life in high school but then after high school i didn't do it in um, college I kind of went more down the dance route and I miss music like I miss being able to do that kind of stuff it's really cool that you still do it
0: I really had to focus on setting aside a time because I was the same as you after I graduated I really didn't do it at all and then I started missing it and just forced myself to find a program that then I could meet new people and just hang out and have fun with it's not supposed to be a fine art program so we're just playing and enjoying ourselves, yeah just play to play exactly. And also everybody in that program is wonderful and I love just hanging out with them.
1: I actually had uh, some friends that before the pandemic had started, they decided that they wanted to do a podcast. and it was it was a very silly podcast of just us talking about like our, our past and like doing stupid stuff together all the time. But I was on their podcast twice. It was a really good time, and, and uh, I'm sad that they had to stop doing it, partially because of coronavirus, and then uh, partially because of their editor couldn't do it anymore, and so they didn't have anyone to, to do that or producer, not an editor. But that they also did that. They like removed all of the the ums, the, the awkward pauses, and and everything like that.
0: Right. A couple of people I know who do podcasts, they said that after the first time, the first podcast they edited, and they realized how many ums and ahs and like awkward stops they had, they made a concerted effort the next time to reduce that. So they didn't have to spend so much time editing. I'm like, that's a fair point. I'll probably go in here later and be like, oh my God, what was I thinking?
1: (laughs) Well, I will say it gets easier as you go. Like, I think especially now since we're not really talking to people as much, like most of the time all of our chat is like over email or something like that. Uh, It's not actually verbal. I actually have a really hard time talking and and actually being able to just have one cohesive thought instead of saying um and stopping and uh, trying to figure out what I'm trying to say. Oh my gosh, this is so relatable. You have no
0: idea. (laughs) 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 Ugh. This happened to me the other day in a, like I was trying to be all, you know, smart and knowledgeable about something. And I knew how to do it, but I could not put together the words (laughs) to communicate it to someone at work. And they're like, are we seriously gonna put this girl in charge of this?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, it's something you gotta practice. Talking (laughs) is a skill. Right, and yeah, lately I feel like, yeah, that
0: hasn't been happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I used to be really good at it too. I used to do presentations back when I worked at my last job or even in client services. I would have to present in front of client services. So, oh yeah, by the way, that was a department and <laughs> I don't work in that department anymore for people who no. are
1: standing, <laughs> But yeah, hard. Yeah, I used to be way better at it too. I was an RA for two years. And I think during that time was probably when I was the best at being able to say things like very concisely. And also like just being able to think about what I was going to say fast enough and being able to like pay attention to people while they're talking. I don't know, something about being an RA, like you just do it so, so much that you get really good at it. And I'm not nearly as good as I once was. Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah,
0: I was the membership educator for the fraternity I was in. Yes, I said fraternity. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you get in front of the your members and then also your recruits, and you teach them the lessons and the history and all that. And I got pretty good at it back then, back in the day. Back in the day, you know. <laughs> so long ago, not really. Oh, how long? Oh, ago?
1: gosh. Not very long. I keep getting, uh, shocked by thinking about how this year is almost over, like, I guess because, like, not much has happened this year because of the pandemic and haven't been able to go and do stuff. I just keep thinking, oh, wow, we have two months left. Like, wow, there's only two months left. It is crazy. I
0: feel the same. I feel like so much has happened outside in the external world. And then in my tiny little apartment, I'm just like, nothing's happened. What? It can't be the end of the year.
1: No. No. Oh. And then there's so many things just happening at once for me. Halloween is a really large event, and then immediately afterwards we have the election, and uh, I did not mail in my vote, so I have to actually go vote. Oh, uh, I regret. Yeah. <laughs> And then at work, you you know this already, but work has been uh, very very busy the last couple of weeks. So it's like everything's happening at once.
0: And you're prepping for a D and D game to be a dungeon master.
1: Yeah, that too. It's
0: <laughs> an insane amount of effort, especially because I know that you were doing your game from scratch.
1: Yeah, I keep getting a lot of questions. Like my most recent question, which. Our last session, or last uh, campaign ended on Sunday, so since Sunday, I keep getting questions from all of the players about like uh, what races are uh, allowed, what classes are allowed, uh, and like what level we're going to be starting at. And I'm like, guys, guys, calm down. I have a month to prepare. I will get you this information. I promise. Right my group uh so your group
0: is much more experienced my group it's everybody's first time except for one person but that one person hasn't played in like over 10 years <laughs> so it might as well be his first game and uh i gave them one rule and it was don't make your character evil
1: <laughs> yeah
0: cool. it's like, you can't start your very first game with an evil character that just puts, puts complexity into it
1: And it makes it so much harder for you and so much harder for, like, the group to have a solid dynamic. Like, if you have someone who is good interacting with somebody who's evil, like, that's that's not going to go well.
0: Right. And, like, maybe later, but not right now. Mm -hmm. Not your first game. Starting at first level.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be starting at a higher level. I'm thinking probably level 6, and we'll probably be going up to level 15. But my... Oh, my players are a lot more experienced. Right. Do you
0: have a favorite Dungeons and Dragons moment?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, so my first campaign, I played a, uh, I played a merfolk that uh, had made a deal with the sea witch to gain legs. And um, the deal was that she has to sacrifice people to the sea witch on occasions uh, to be able to keep her legs. And it was really funny because I kept sacrificing people to the sea and I would just be like, hey, are you guys going to use that body? No, okay. And I would like push it into the ocean and sing a song and it would disappear. (laughs) And the paladin never noticed. Like no one ever asked any questions about what I was doing. (laughs) And mostly because the paladin just never saw it happen. But the best thing was the sea witch that I was regularly giving sacrifices to ended up being, like, the villain. Oh! (laughs) Oh, no! So I was slowly making the villain stronger and stronger because I needed to have legs. How did you, like, did the dungeon master just give you that role? Uh, I did not know anything about it. I had written my backstory and that was part of my backstory and I, the dungeon master just decided, okay, well, that's going to be the big bad evil person. Oh my god, that's pretty clever. That's clever. It was it was very fun. It's like, I was a bard, so bard is a really fun class to play in the first place. Uh, I've never played a bard. So honestly, I've only played a druid. Because <laughs> I, I played a druid last time. It's fun. Uh, yeah, I do have a moment
0: too that is my favorite. I, uh, my character was a druid, half drow, half, uh, yeah, I was just half drow, half human, and she was supposed to be a pacifist. Well, anyways, we started at level 12, and I had never played before, so I didn't know. Really, oh. Right, and so I didn't really know what the capabilities of my powers were, and at all, <laughs> and there was a wall of water coming towards us, and an army on the other side of the water, and we we're like everyone's like what do we do we're all gonna drown and I was like hey I have this move water spell (laughs) (laughs) and so I moved the water and had them had it face towards the army and it literally swept away the entire army except for like one guy oh that's hilarious and uh as a pacifist I think I killed 150 people in one go oh my god (laughs) And that then, worked out so well though. It really worked out super well, except for you know, I feel like my character was devastated. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, uh some half stole from us and we were running and we were chasing them, but I guess we were the same speed. So the dungeon master was like, do something. I was like, what about this spell? It was like a lightning strike spell. I was like, I'll just like electrocute them and stun them. And he was like, go for it. And I did it and it incinerated them off the face of the earth. <laughs> did you roll a natural 20? No, it was just, I was a level 12. And <laughs> it was a Powerful spell and I had no idea. I was like, it'll just stun them. No, it's- fr- Nope. <laughs> uh,
1: my last uh, character was a druid and um, a big uh, plot point for me was that I was looking for this key Uh, And that was, like, my main purpose for being in the campaign. But one of the other players made a deal with, like, my enemy that if I found the key, they would bring the key to them. And they made, like, I forget what it's called. It's, like, a blood pact or something where, like, if they don't follow up on their deal, they take damage. uh, Like, a lot of damage. That sounds awesome. And, (laughs) And so when we found the key, there was a huge fight, like, between me and the other character and like I knocked him out and I didn't kill him but I like threatened him a lot and it was just a really good time with like uh inner inner group fighting that sounds amazing I love talking about d and D. I'll talk about it all the time
0: oh yeah it's super fun and we'll have to like touch base again after our, our consecutive games are on track slash completed
1: absolutely we should all right, well, I'm gonna go get dinner. Enjoy the rest of your evening and thank you again. Bye. Bye.